Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Natalina, your host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We get the honor and the pleasure to learn from Tanika Michelle today. She is a women's coach and empowering coach in Southern California. Today she's going to be talking with us about the three T's to success. These three elements are so important to moving forward, taking action, and truly living an abundant life. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Tamika, it's such an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the interview by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I count it an honor and a privilege every time I get the opportunity to speak to powerful women as yourself and just to speak in general. So I am currently a life coach. Um, I coach women that are going through a transitional period. I like to believe that God has called me to be the bridge over troubled water. So uh, most of my clients are going through some type of transition, whether it be in a relationship or leaving a job or even um, some people that are questioning like their religious choices or different things. So I I tend to be that bridge while they're crossing over to the other side. I'm also an inspirational speaker. I have the honor and and privilege to be able to speak at different women's events as as well as churches and um, schools and different things like that. Um, I am a published author. Uh, but my, I believe my most important job is I am the mommy of three beautiful children, not so much babies anymore. I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Wow. So tell us a little bit. I always like to know more about the journey. So tell us how you got into this field of empowering women and helping them through transitional times. Absolutely. So I am fully aware that not everyone has um, the tragic moment that, that brings them into this type of field. But I do believe that this type of work, it caused you, cause you, you don't call it. So I can say my journey, um, actually started from a very young age. I've always been this person. So I've always been the friend that people came to with their problems, with their, um, when they were going through things, I was, I was always like the secret keeper. So I was that friend that everyone told their secrets to, but it wasn't truly until, um, maybe about 13 years ago, I actually had a major break in my life. I was going through a divorce with my children's father and I felt hopeless. I felt, you know, like there was really not much for me to do on this earth. And I attempted suicide. And in that process of attempting suicide, I, I kind of had like an epiphany, not kind of, I did have an epiphany. And I believe that there were angels and there were, there were messengers that were sent to me to tell me that there was a purpose. Now, of course I didn't start right then and there. I had to do a lot of self work. So I began to find out who I was as a person. I began to, um, 
reach out to other women and, and do um, coaching for myself and do therapy for myself. And then in turn, I realized that I've always been called to do this work. And it was, I think the reason why I was suffering from de- uh, depression and those things is because I wasn't doing what I was truly called to do. And that's interesting that you, um, that, that last statement that you just said that you weren't doing what you were called to do. And a lot of people don't recognize that when they're feeling depressed and they're feeling down, that typically it's because they're not walking their purpose. Absolutely. I find that to be 100% true. Whatever, you know, a lot of times we think our purpose has to be this big old grand thing, you know, like we we all want to be like the Oprah's of the world. And I, I just don't believe that that's everyone's purpose. But I believe when you find your purpose, when you find your sweet spot, the thing that makes you tick, that's when you begin to truly live. There's a quote by Les Brown. He says that, um, so many people, the, the, um, I'm sorry, he says that the cemetery is the richest place in the uh, world because so many people die with their dreams and their passions locked inside of them. Hmm. So just out of curiosity, because I get this question quite a bit, because obviously, um, you know, that I'm also in the field of empowering women. We actually did, did a, uh, a women's event together where we both uh, got a chance to speak I always get the question, why specifically women? And so I'd love to hear why you chose to go into the route of, you know, working with women opposed to youth or men or both or all of them. Absolutely. So I believe that the world teaches us that women are supposed to compete against one another. You know, uh, they're we, we are taught from a very young age and I've seen it firsthand with my daughter and with my younger nieces um, were two little girls. They could be a young, as young as two, you know, they walk past one another and they, there's automatically like this comparison that goes on, you know, her hair is longer than mine. Her shoes are nicer, her this, her that, whatever. And so many women, and I'm guilty in the past where I used to say, you know, I don't deal with women. Women are too much drama. Women are too this, whatever, whatever. But then I thought, how can I say that? And I'm, I'm a woman. Like that means that I'm dealing with some type of self-hate or some type of, you know, something internal that's going on inside of me. So I decided, you know what, there's more commonality that I have with women than I do with children, than I do with men. You know, we all have certain things in common just as being humans, but women I have the most in common with. So why not? Why not? Because the things that I'm feeling I, or I, I felt, I know that every woman can identify with. So that's why I chose to work with women. And what's the one thing that when, when you're working with women, what's the, I guess, the number one thing that you find sabotages them? This is a huge question. I know we could talk probably for hours about it, but I, I just like to hear your take you know, we were, women are really special. There's a lot of things that we obviously do different from men, cognitively, emotionally, behaviorally. And I, and I always like to ask that question of what is it that you notice specifically from women that tend to get in their way that, you know, where they ask you, Hey, I need your help. I think that the number one thing that women deal with is not feeling like they're enough. So not feeling that they're pretty enough, smart enough, in shape enough, um, whatever enough. So I believe to the core, you know, we have, we're bombarded as women with so many images, so many things of this is how a woman should be, shouldn't be. This is, you know, so when you don't fit into that mode and I myself have never 
fit into the mode that that they that people have put me in as an African American woman. I didn't fit into that you know typical thing as a um, a, a mother. You know, I, I wasn't the type of mother that other people you know, were. So I guess it would be comparison as well as not feeling enough. But I believe that the reason why people compare themselves to others is because they don't feel like they're enough. And I I believe that that's why women suffer. So that's why they don't go after their dreams. That's why they don't pursue relationships. That's why they don't do whatever they feel like their heart's desires, because deep down, they don't feel like they're enough. You know, it's interesting because women tend to have this idea that they need to be perfect 100% before they can, you know, take the next step in whatever it is that they choose to, whatever that endeavor is. And, you know, they came out, and I'm sure you're familiar with the statistic by Hewitt and Packard that, you know, a man will go after something when they only have 60% of the knowledge, but a woman, woman won't do it unless they have 100%. Otherwise, they don't feel good enough, which is very interesting. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's so true. That's and it happens so often in in so many different things. So I, I agree with that statistic and that article. And I'm sure it's it's something that's baffling. And women like myself and and you, this is some this is the challenge that we face and the work that we do. So I'm sure that there's a number of women that are listening to us talk right now, and they're probably wondering, okay, you know, Tamika, what can you what can you give me to help me, or what are I guess the the first couple of steps to really make that change. And the thing that I loved about your story when you were speaking earlier is that you said that you, you know, you decided to go into working with women and coaching, but you also did a lot of work on yourself as well. And I think that's really important for people to, to recognize that, you know, as a coach that you also did the inner workings too. You're not just going out there and coaching women, but you're, you're walking the walk as well. Absolutely. I I tell people all the time that, it's, it's not that I've become anything. I'm, I'm constantly becoming. So every day I get the chance to become more, that I, I get the chance to become, you know, a greater coach, a greater friend, a greater sister, a greater mother. And, and some of the things that I am implemented into my life, um, I call them the three T's to success. So, so those three things, it starts, first of all, with your thinking, you know, and, and it sounds so cliche. Everyone says you're thinking, but our mind is the soil by which everything grows. So we have to work on our thinking. We have to work on our mindset. So that's the first T in my three T's to success is your thinking. So every morning I would get up and I would say affirmations to myself in the mirror. I would write down gratitude on a journal. I would do things to change my thinking because we know that as a man or a woman thinketh, so are they. So if I start off my morning thinking, oh my God, I have a bad hair day. The next thing you know, the toothpaste is going to spill on my shirt and the next thing you know, I'm going to stub my toe. It's like this cycle, right? Of just this bad energy that flows through us throughout the day. But when I wake up and I just say, you know what? I love myself. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I like the woman that I am. I, you know, I look myself in the mirror. This is a practice that I learned from one of my uh, mentors, Lisa Nichols, that I still continue to this day, especially when I have like those bumps in a road. I have on my mirror in my bathroom, um, it's a, a little post-it that I wrote out and I say, 
Tamika, I'm proud of you for, and I say seven things that I'm proud of myself for. And then I say, Tamika, I am, I forgive you for, and then I say things that I forgive myself for because I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And there's things that I do that I say, shoot, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And then I say, Tamika, I commit to you that. So that's all working on my thinking. The next thing that I had to do is I had to check my tribe, you know, or the circle that I was connected with. MIT did a study that said, you are the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. So I had to check people, places, and things that I, that was my tribe, you know? So I had to delete people that only took from me. And I had to add people that I added value to and that they added value to me as well. So what I started to do and what I challenged my clients to do is look through your phone. Cause that's, you know, our phone is like our lifeline nowadays. So I tell them, take out your phone, look at the most people that you text, that you call, that you Snapchat, that you Facebook message, whatever your form of communication is, look at those people and, and, and look at the five people and do they add value to you? Because if not, it's time for you to let them go, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a place of worship, whatever it is, you know, and that's a hard thing to do, but I had to do that. I had to leave toxic relationships. I had to leave toxic places so I could be the woman that I am today. The third thing is take action. You know, you just said that um, because so often we hear these types of podcasts. We hear, you know, we read books, we do all that, but then we don't do anything with it. So you have to commit to taking action. What are you going to do? And and as women, we all have to-do lists. That's something that a woman is known for. We're going to have a to-do list. What I've learned to do is to have a to-done list. So not only do I have a list of things that I need to do, but then I also celebrate the things that I've already done. So I have a to-do list and I have a to-done list. So the things that I've done, I celebrate it, whether it's do the laundry today. And I'm celebrating because sometimes that's like (laughs) one of our biggest tasks, right? So I'm celebrating doing that laundry. And then I have, you know, my to-do list, I've learned to not make it, um, to make them realistic. So I stop doing an everyday to-do list and I do once a week and I put about five to 10 things that I know are manageable. And I, for me, because I'm a single mom, I had to integrate my personal life as well in my business life. So some of the things are take my son to the DMV, you know, other things are create that newsletter. So I have 10 things that I know are doable. So that way I don't go into overwhelm. I don't go into, because if I don't do everything on that list, what happens? That cycle of I'm not good enough. Why didn't I do that? I bet you she could do it. Well, that starts again. So I make my goals and my, my to-do list realistic. And then I celebrate the heck out of that to-done list. <laughs> I love that you do the to-done list because, and it goes back to the first two that you said, which is the thinking, your mind, you're shifting your lens from what I didn't get done to look at all the great things that I got done, right? So you're, you're shifting into a positive perspective because naturally as women, you know, we'll make this to-do list and we'll say, oh man, I only got 10% of it done. But now you've, you're kind of reversing it with the to-done list to say, well, look at this 10% that I achieved. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's so important for us to celebrate what we have done, because if we don't look back at how far we've come and we're only focused on the future, we'll never be able to celebrate the future once we get there. Mm. Thank you so much, Tamika, for sharing your three T's. Again, our mind, you know, checking your tribe, take your action. I want to just jump back up. All three of these are incredibly important that we often talk about. But I want to jump back up to the tribe because I think people really underestimate how important their community is and how important the people around them are. 
and how easy it is for us to mold, you know, into those people. So if we're hanging out with, you know, go-getters and positive people that uplift us, that celebrate our success, you know, naturally we will become that. If we're hanging out with people that are, you know, negative, that are, you know, hurtful and can often sabotage, we become that. Sometimes subconsciously we don't even realize. So what are some things that you can say, you know, someone's listening to this podcast and thinking, well, I have a family member that I love dearly that really hurts me or they sabotage me and I feel like they get in my way. What would you say in a situation like that? I am so glad that you brought that up because that's usually one of the, those are usually the people that is hardest for us to, um, for lack of better words, check, you know, that are in our tribe. Those are, those are the hardest people is when it comes to our family or our friends or, you know, our very close friends that we've been in a relationship with for a long time. So my advice, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience, my mother, God bless her heart, is one of the most toxic people in my life. So I have to have, I set boundaries with her. I had to, I had to set boundaries. And it does not mean that I love her any less because I love her dearly, but I've had to put boundaries on on times that she can call, on how long, you know, I always let her know before the conversation starts, hey mom, this is how much time I have. Like I just, I set very, very crystal clear limits. My 18 year old, son he's 18 right now he is a energy drainer all he does is drain my energy and I've had to set limits on him as well he is my child I will forever ever love him but right now he's not adding any value to my life so instead of me going into this toxic spinning thing where I'm like oh my god they're draining all my time and energy because we do when we love people so dearly we allow them people can only do to you what you allow I mean that's first and foremost so you have to set boundaries yes it's your mom yes it's your child yes it's your even your husband at times you know my place of one of the hardest things when I when I say your tribe it also includes you know the places that you attend one of the hardest things I had to do was walk away from my church a church that I grew up in that Everyone knew me and, you know, they talked about me. They did all that, but I am a healthier person for it. And nine times out of 10, if people truly love and respect you, they will come back around and they will even respect you more for making decisions to love yourself. In my book, one of the opening quotes that a friend of mine um, gave me, he said that you don't, if you don't work, no one can work. So, I took that as I have to take care of me first. So if that means setting boundaries for my mom, setting boundaries for my son, setting boundaries for the places that I attend, I have to do that in order for me to be a better me for you. Mm, Absolutely. Tamika, thank you so much for joining us again and sharing your wisdom with us. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Oh my goodness. So when I saw that as one of the questions, I thought, oh my God, there's so many amazing books out there. But if I were to say one book, it would be The Four Agreements by uh, Don Ruiz. That book has truly changed. I mean, I get spirit bumps, as I call them, even just speaking about it. It has changed the way I love myself as well as the way I love others, because it really gives you a template on how to live this thing that we call life. It is an amazing, amazing read. It's an easy read, and I think everyone should have it in their library. And what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? 
Um, I believe the one thing that I've accomplished that I'm proud of is is my book. Um, I actually have two books. So I co-authored a book um, that was released in May of this year. And then I also wrote my first book about three years ago. So coming from a woman that, I mean, my story is very deep and in-depth, but I didn't learn how to read or write until I was eight years old because I grew up in a drug-infested um, home. So, doc- so teachers and other people said that I was dyslexic, that I was mentally retarded. I had all these labels on me. And for me to turn around and write a book, two books, I should say, I, I'm very, very proud of that. And are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life? So maybe a daily routine or something that you do every morning? Yes. So I am a little, I'm different. (laughs) So, I mean, I would take this slow for those that are beginning and and starting the daily practice, but I actually get up every morning between four and four 30 and I do prayer. I do meditation. I read scriptures. Um, and then I go to the gym. I, so I, I do everything that I have to do before six 30, before I have to take, pick up my kids up for school or get them ready for school. Tamika, is there, if you had one last thing to say to us, we call it the golden nugget. What would be the last golden nugget that you would leave the audience with? The golden nugget that I would leave the audience with is, yes, you're going through things. Yes, they hurt. But when you begin to see every single trial and hurt into a treasure is when you begin to thrive and live fully. Thank you again, Tamika, for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Thank you so much. So I, on all social media sites, my name, I go by Tamika Michelle, T-A-M-I-K-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, or you can contact me on my website at www.tamikamichelle.com. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. God bless. Thank you again for joining the Rise of Feud podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com, and take full advantage of the free resources and benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars, plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally, and we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.